This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Seems what are you talking good. about? Loam doesn't have night. No. They don't? No. No. And neither does this list. Holy fuck, have you guys ever played this fucking format? <laughs> I haven't. I told you I haven't played yeah, Holy Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mines they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from the federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I want a camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the A-Team. Hey guys, welcome to episode 75, 75. of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT They're with both. Medina, Scott, and Jay. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage. How are we doing this week? Awesome. How are you doing? <laughs> Excellent. Whoa. Easy there, oh. boy. It's episode <laughs> seventy-five. Yep. So good. This is a milestone, guys. Like seventy-five episodes. People still listen to us. This is insane. <laughs> I don't know about after last episode, man. You know? <laughs> I think we lost as many listeners as we gained last week. Did you yeah. see that? Holy smokes! What happened? What happened? Tell me. Oh, you don't read comments. That's right. I'm telling you, it's like five weeks, and then I'll just yell at everybody. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, you did the Boris episode. Did you guys know that? Yes, Jay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to our world. Yeah, so uh, it was a really, really a mixed, uh, a mixed bag. Like, it was really split on who liked the Flores episode and who hated it, right? Right. Yeah, like, so that's... People were put off by, you know, how he is, how he constantly refers to... Like, people nobody cares about anymore. But there was a lot of interesting stuff if you actually uh, decided to listen on. For me, like, uh, stuff like random stuff, like always going for it when you're in doubt against a counterspell deck. Like, little bits of knowledge here and there. He did drop some, and, and I, I actually listened to the whole thing. Not the whole thing, but I listened to many parts multiple times. So. If you fast-forward, like, the first 25 minutes of the podcast, it's pretty legit. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole thing was good. I don't know what people are complaining about. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess I guess Flores isn't for everyone, you know? <laughs> um, on to this week, uh, we got John who's prepping for GP Indy. He's going to take it down, right? <laughs> Dude, I told you like 500 times that I'm not playing in GP Indy. Why, yeah, what's this business meeting Bryce, that you've got ahead of time? Like, who are you meeting? Why sending me the list that you're playing? Or... No, I sent you the list that I would play. Oh, like Bryce yeah. actually shipped it to me yesterday, and you probably shipped it to me prior. And I, I 
and I forgot about it. He's like, this is what Medina's playing, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He shipped you, he shipped you my list. Okay. Is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I put up a list in Brewmasters that I would be interested in playing, and everyone laughed me out of the, uh, out of my own group they're like dude get out of town so yeah so i've been uh i've been brewing for it just for funsies but i'm not actually gonna play i got a business meeting and uh i gotta tend to that Ooh, ooh, fancy where is this business meeting is it on site at the event no no it's actually here uh where i'm at in, uh, uh, yeah. is it like a legit mtg business meeting yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Well, does that mean that you won't may be there on site at like in time? Like it's it's going to be on the Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. See, I got okay. this meeting Saturday at ten in the morning, so okay. uh, it takes me about two hours to get the indie. So I'll be there probably like the meeting will probably lasts like an hour or two. Probably be there about one. Okay. So by that time, Markson's already dropped from the tournament. <laughs> yeah, and then we can start, we can start playing EDH. <laughs> I have so much hope for him. I really hope he does well. <laughs> yeah, so then he can just throw this all back in our face. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, though. <laughs> well, listen, you know what? It's it's like you guys said on your cast, right? Like, it's how much you're, you've played with the decks and how much experience you have in the format that's going to be like way more relevant than otherwise than than most of the people that are going to be there. So, I mean, like, I won't be surprised to be day twos. I, I'll actually be ashamed of him if he doesn't. Like, that's probably the best way. To yeah, look I like I like to give Markson a lot of crap, you know, uh, just because just for funsies. Like, he's my buddy. I think people misread uh, when I make fun of Markson. I think he's uh, he's really uh, knowledgeable legacy player. Uh, he's one of the few guys who likes to read a lot about the format, and if you ask him anything about the current decks, he can usually give you a good reason for why certain card choices were made and stuff. So I expect big things from this weekend. Yeah. And you got some tutelage from Drew for I don't know how long. Some tutelage? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, I see, like, like, uh, like a teaching, or like, a, like, like Drew was his tutor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I'm like, tutelage, what the hell is that? And Drew, Drew's record for GP Legacy, like, basically top eight, the first one he played two years ago, and um, finished, was it ninth? Or did he top eight? Oh, man, it escapes me. But did really well at Providence as well. It so I expect me. Drew to do really well again. <laughs> did he do well at Providence? Yeah, yeah. He got, he top 16. Um, he lost to PV in a feature match. It was very close. Um, he was playing blue white land still, I think. Yeah, I didn't so. know. I, I don't. I don't really remember magic tournaments. You know, it amazes me how people have the mindset for those sorts of things. Like, like the one, the one credit I've got to give to Flores is either, like, he's got the capacity to remember seventeen years of magic tournaments, every round, every player, every play, every situation. <laughs> Either that or he's awesome at making shit up on the fly. And I'm not sure which it is, right? Um, but uh, basically, I, I just I don't have the mindset for that. I mean, I, I can't even write a good tournament reports myself because I have no way of fucking remembering shit from one round to the next. It's terrible. But Scott, he gets to repeat it, like, constantly to other people. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it is, then. Yeah. I, I was playing it. against Dave Humphreys. <laughs> like... 
<laughs> story for the nth time. <laughs> oh man. Um, but John, wow. talk to us about your brew. Oh man, I don't know if we want to talk about the brew. The brew is the worst. Did you see it? <laughs> I, I did see it. So like, nope. it all started with um, this is a brew for Legacy, and it all started with the fact oh, that okay. I think Phyrexian Seder is insane in Legacy right now. And the reason why is, like, you got all these Rug Delver decks that rely on um, basically red spells to control creature control. And then uh, the the decks that don't rely on red spells to remove creatures rely on, like, Swords to Plowshare and, uh, and Path to Exile. So it's, like, a lot of the removal is red or white, and there isn't a lot of bug floating around. Like, before there was a lot of bug with uh, Go for the Throats and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of red and white. Um, Maverick is a really big deck right now, and a lot of its creatures are white. So I just felt like Phyrexian Crusader was really well positioned. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, the question becomes, like, how do we utilize Phyrexian Crusader? Uh, you know, I mean, that's not really the question, you know, like, I mean, the question really, I think if people are going to Indy, they're going to want to just play, uh, you know, a consistent deck and, you know, practice with it. But, uh, but if you want to have fun and you want to like, like just you know surprise the hell out of people, then why not run Phyrexian Crusader? You know, <laughs> so so I started to brew up a Phyrexian Crusader deck, and I figured like if you're going to run Phyrexian Crusader, you don't want to run a lot of like non-infect creatures. Um, but then you also don't want to run infect creatures because infect creatures suck. So you kind of just have to go all in on this Phyrexian Crusader, right? So yeah, you'd have so to build when I like saw some the list, kind of, I was uh, like, <laughs> what other infect guys are there? Yeah, there is no other infect. Well, you can run Inkmoth Nexus, but there's a lot of wastelands. <laughs> so so then you have to you have to hit this like you're in this situation where it's like, okay, I don't want to get my Inkmoth Nexus wastelanded. Um so you either just play Wasteland yourself and skip the Ink Moth Nexus, or you run Ink Moth Nexus and something like Pithing Needle or Stifle to stop the Wastelands. Or okay, just... this is this is already off the rails of stupidity. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like okay, so all really like all all in on Mirror Crusader or uh, sorry on Frexian Crusader like Frexian Crusader. Yeah. Like you've you've got it. Like I can see going the Infect route. I agree that they're terrible, but like. It can't be that bad. Why, like, why not go? Why not go all in on it? No, go. We can just go all in. All go all in on the strategy, but don't go all in on the guy. Like how how are you going to find him reliably every turn? Uh, ponder and brainstorm. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It feels so loose. So like, why? Like, like if you don't find him. You're gonna find him. Don't keep hands where don't keep hands where you can't find him, dude. So like the list is let me let me say a list. Let's do a sneak keeper ditch on this deck. (laughs) That's That's like the best to do it with this deck. Uh, okay. Do we want to make one up? No, you're just gonna put Crusader in your opening hand. (laughs) Do I keep this? Zev Crusader? Nope. Ditch (laughs) So here's the deck list. Um let me look at the one that I I was talking to Drew Levin about this. Oh, what and, did he say? Uh, he made a recommendation. <laughs> was it not to play the list? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, uh, he has, like, foresight, and he's not just, like, a, you know, just going to shoot down an idea that is foreign, you know? Oh, he goodness. likes to 
you know, explore ideas. That's probably why he's good. You know, yeah. he's to certain <laughs> other people. Yeah. You know. Just throwing uh, that out there. Just throwing that out there. I mean, good <laughs> players, uh, they, they kind of find potential where potential's at, you know, instead uh-huh. of just shooting it down uh-huh. because it's not Maverick. Uh-huh. You know? It's not Maverick, but this deck sucks. Yeah. No, I, hey, whatever. All right, so anyways. What's Maverick? Maverick? Maverick it's Sarah, Sarah Palin's deck. <laughs> All right, so here's the, here's the list that me and Drew came up with after uh, talking here. So we got uh, four Dark Confidant, four Phyrexian Crusader, one Spellskite, four Thoughtseize, four Brainstorm, um, three Force of Will, four Days, uh, four Thought Scour, three Dismember, three, this is Jay's favorite card, three Rune Chanters Pike. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Um, and on a First Strike guy, that's even better. Two Liliana of the Veil. <laughs> <laughs> Two go for the throw and one dark ritual. So that's the deck we came up with. Sounds amazing. It's awesome, man. It's the best. <laughs> so yeah, so we figured that basically if you're gonna go all in on Crusader, you need a way to like end it in one shot, you know? And that's where Rune Chanter's Pike, Thought Scour, Dazes, like this kind of just control game until you can land a Crusader and a Pike. And just kill them. Well, why don't if you're just going to go all in on the guy? Um, well, I guess Blazing Sholey's got protection from right, so that's not going to work. But what about Hatred? Like, take a page out of uh, a page out of Flores's book and play Hatred. He's got to be really good. I like Hatred, but it costs four mana. Yeah, which is why you play Dark Ritual. Yeah, but then you're just you're all in on four Dark Rituals. <laughs> well, you're already all in on the guy. Why don't you, like, turn one fucking Phyrexian Crusader, turn two, you know, ritual, whatever, hatred, kill you. This that's is why, good, right? That's why I have the one ritual, so that you can have the nut draw, like the turn one Crusader, but you don't have to have four dark rituals in your deck. You could just be like, oh, I got the nut draw, or, you know, you could just not have it, which this is fine. It's five mana. Yeah, it's five mana. That's way too much, dude. <laughs> So yeah, so that's the deck. It's kind of like a brew that we've been working on for like six hours now. I don't wow. know. Wow. <laughs> and it's going to take down Indy, right? No. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Uh, I would have played it for funsies, okay. just to see people's face when I played Phyrexian Crusader, but um, if I wanted to have the best chance of winning, I would probably run a uh, a Bant Blade deck. Okay. I would have played Stoneblade, obviously. So. It's a terrible deck. <laughs> yeah. It's not looking good uh, based on what people have been telling me, but it's still a solid, okay choice. Yeah, Caleb is not a fan of ban- of uh, Stoneblade. Not even a little. Not even a little. I was surprised at how much he was like, Stoneblade blows. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see if... Uh, I don't know if Felix LePan is going, but... Uh... Hopefully we'll see Protein Hawk do some damage yet again. Isn't, isn't Alex going? Alex is going. Woo. And he has not decided. He was asking me what he thought, like, what I thought he should play. And I'm like, just play the most complicated, like, the deck that gives your opponent the most complicated decisions. <laughs> Enchantress or something stupid like that. <laughs> But I think, like, ultimately, he might just uh, go Storm. I feel like, I feel if I had to 
pick a deck that I thought he was going to play, it'd be Storm. He didn't like... Uh, He's had a ton of experience with that, though, right? Like, I mean, he's been yeah. playing Storm in Modern and everywhere else for quite some time, so... Right. He's probably okay. But, Storm uh, is pretty insane. Yeah, Ari, Ari Lax posted some list I that he was going to play that uh, looked interesting to me. But, yeah, Ari is kind of like the... He's kind of like the Storm guy, right? Ari yeah. Lax. And he wrote, like, two really, like, if I was going to India, like, really good articles. Like, uh, one was either earlier this week or last week where he, like, broke down multiple choices that he would make and why and why he would play and why he would not. So there's been a good deal of legacy content on SCG because they made it Legacy Week. But uh, Yeah, I noticed that. Nothing on Modern for most of us who aren't uh, <laughs> going to the GPN or grinding PTQs. Uh, I think. Modern's still going until the end of April? Yeah. Or something like that? And then and then it, it's standard again. Oh, wow. Man, I missed that whole Modern PTQ season. I thought, like, to myself that, man, I'm going to go in PTQ during Modern, like, blah, blah. I went to, like, one Modern PTQ, and I got destroyed. What would you play? Blue-red? I played Jund. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, I played against the Living End deck like, uh, first round, and, like, I don't think I could ever just, I just don't think I could ever beat that deck, because uh, once they get to three mana, then they just uh, Beast Within, or they uh, freaking Fulminator Mage or lands, and then it just okay. doesn't, it just doesn't stop from turn three on, and then after they're done doing all that, then they cast the Living End, and then get all their Fulminator Mages back, and just, like, continue, rinse and repeat. That's rough. So what, it's yeah. like a land D deck with Living Death as, like... No, it's a... It, oh. They they use those, like, the Fulminator Major... But then they also have, um... The Beast Within's are to stop, like, hate cards, you know? Okay. Like, um... Like, Rule of Law or something like that. But they just happen to be really good against my lands. <laughs> so, okay. And I don't have Rule of Law, so he's just like, oh, yeah, blow up your, your dual lands, you know? And then I can't cast my Bloodbraid Elves, and then it's like, oh, okay, I lose to, you know, Living End. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played against or seen anybody play Living End. Not uh, Living Death, rather. Yeah, it was just like, it was like a random, like, round one loss. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I played against Polymorph. <laughs> That's your deck! Which is my deck, so I just crushed him, you know? <laughs> He was like trying to polymorph, and I'm just like, nah, I'm just gonna keep this bolt open all day long. Like, <laughs> go ahead, bro. <laughs> I know how to play against my own deck. <laughs> I know how to play against polymorph, dude. So, um, so I beat that, and then I ended up going like, um, I think X and one until I went against Affinity. Oh. And then I, I boarded in all four of my ancient grudges and wow. got Blood Moon on turn two. So. I was uh, very sad about the blood moon. I think I totally misplayed. I should have uh, I should have fetched for like a basic, but I wasn't even thinking about blood moon, and then he just blew me out. So I couldn't cast uh, my ancient grudges. That locks. Um, does blood moon just lock? No, what no. You spells can, can you? You can cast the ancient grudges, but you can't flash them back. Right. Because but it locks. Like, the rest of your deck, right? Outside of bolts and what else? Well, assuming you don't have basics. 
Yeah, yeah, it locks me out of Bolt. Um, I mean, not Bolt. Um, it locks me out of like Liliana, um, Bloodbraid Elf, unless I get a Forest, um, Pulse, uh, you know, Blightning. I'm trying to think um, what you could play. Just like Bolt, right? Yeah, you could play Bolt and, and Ancient uh, Grudge. <laughs> and Ancient Grudge. But you only get to play it once. And like I needed to be flashing those things back. Right, 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 right. And so, so like cause, because I couldn't flash them back, I just lost. So Blood Moon's like pretty damn good against uh Oh, Jun. Blood Moon's awesome against Jun. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh unless like the competent Jun players, not me, obviously. <laughs> um competent Jun players will fetch for a forest like ASAP if they think they're going to be playing against um because then if I had a forest things would have been like 100% different because I can Ancient Grudge and flash it back and then I can also cast Bloodbraid Elf okay yeah which is huge you know so mm-hmm. next time I play like against something like that I'm going to be like on the lookout you know okay so you haven't been paying too much attention to modern other than that uh not really no not really I've uh I mean, my friends have been PTQing, so they've been telling me about their matches and stuff. And uh, I had a little debate with uh, Scott about Jun last, uh, last, uh, not Jarell's last. Ralph's messenger. <laughs> yeah, but the messenger. I mean, uh, but the week before, and I was pretty much talking on my ass that week because <laughs> I still don't really know, you know, about Jun. I mean, I played it in that PTQ. I played a little bit after that, but not, uh, not recently. I, I I've been playing. Uh... Well, ever since losing that PDQ in Toronto with uh, Cobblade, I've been uh, trying Jerry's uh, Blue White Tron, which I like a lot. But uh, even after playing quite a few games, I'm not—I uh, don't feel like I'm competent enough with it to to in certain matchups. And uh, today, like preparing for this, I have a PDQ this Saturday. I've actually um, got the cards together to play Owen Turnwall's his his newest version of Zoo. And trying that out, it plays four Talias uh, in the main. And uh, one of the more unique things that he's doing is in his cyborg, where he's actually playing four Leyline of the Voids, which he can't actually cast, hard cast. So, and it feels so sketchy, but I guess in Legacy, you do, there's some decks that do that, right? Uh, it's frowned upon, but you can. <laughs> I mean, what is what is in what is in modern that you have to beat with Leyline? Well, I, I he only played in one daily last night, and he beat. Uh, he used Leyline to win games two and three in round two in a daily against the Life from the Loam deck. So against that deck, I guess he feels. And I, I played it a bit today at the store against Frank. Uh, I mean, it's hard to beat them once they have seismic assault and they just Life from the Loam every turn and like kill your guys. Um, you know. mm-hmm. So I think he felt like it, it was uh, super needed. Like like you had to just chance it because the matchup was so bad, maybe. And I guess it's fine against Storm, which he had Mind Brick Traps before, and I guess he feels he could make that swap. I mean, he's Owen Turnwell, so he probably knows what's up, you know? <laughs> right, right. The, the thing that I wouldn't get is, like, why not just run, like, a surgical extraction or something? And like extract their loans. No. <laughs> Jay's like Jay's play testing. That's why he's got these. But no, we're not. You lie, like Rod. No. No, we're not play testing. Also, like, stop talking. <laughs> also, 
Stop talking. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Stop talking. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I would uh, I would be curious why not surgical over over leyline, you know? Like in, in legacy, I can understand because like surgical is not going to beat dredge, you know? Yeah. And so I can understand if dredge is just your absolute like worst matchup, and you can't support leylines. Maybe people might just run them anyways. I think the, the part of the issue, I think, because um, he's just bringing it in for for loam, right? I mean, like it's got incidental it's value it's... against storm, right? Right, right? But I mean, like being putting it in against storm, you literally just like turn one that, and they can't win, right? Like they insta lose. Really? Right, unless no, they have, not really. Unless they Didn't have that truth. But like, isn't that isn't that only if they play the the ascension version of storm? Either or. Like, yeah, no. Even know. just regular storm loses yeah. to that. Yeah. Oh. So, but here's the thing: like, you're playing zoo, so you should be fucking turn fouring him anyway. And if you can just like, if you've got a ley line in the void out, then you can literally just ignore your opponent and fucking goldfish until he's dead. Right. That's sweet. So, like, instead of having to worry about surgical, surgical and timing, and you know what I mean, like, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, like, if if you're talking about the zoo matchup in particular, yeah, like, John, this is great. <laughs> In general, in in general, I'm 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 in agreement with surgical in some situations. Like in Jund, for example, I'm running surgical because um, I have a lot of discard going for myself anyway, and it's a very interactive strategy as it is. Zoo is not. Zoo is just like very linear aggro, beat your face, remove your guys, burn you, kill you. That's it, right? So if you can just drop a turn one leyline and totally ignore your two, you know, grindy and worst matchups that you have no interaction with, which is well, no positive interaction with in terms of storm and agrolome um but they interact with you all day then like leyline's probably just better because you can just ignore the rest of it right yeah but like, i just don't understand like what are you what are you having to ignore like and, and wouldn't it be the same if you just had a surgical in your hand you could just play it whenever you want right you just you just uh, i think, I think john's right when it comes to life from the loam i think yeah, and that may be the case for Loam, but I mean, incidentally, against Storm, like you could just surgical extraction one card, and you you they could still get there, right? It's I not mean, just like they lose. He's running he's running four Talias in his list. Like, I don't think Storm is a problem. You know, like if you if you land one Talia, like it's going to slow Storm down much more than if you land a Leyline. I think is Agro Loam playing. Um... Well, I mean, that shuts... Hold on. So that shuts the dredge off right away, right? Like, that... Like, what does Agrolome do to win that game if there's a Leyline in, in play? They have to... They play, like, like a they have to kill you with or something. And, yeah, they just or kill like, you with dudes. Like, or the version that don't even... Like, they just go Tarmogoyf and, okay, and try to control you with their Liliana as well. Okay, Countryside Crusher, though? Hold on a minute. Yeah, but you're Zoo, right? So that those cards aren't going to stay on the table. Right, right, like, right, right, like, right. You have, like you can't, you can't resolve, you can't stick a Liliana for any extended period of time against Zoo because they're playing like eight fucking bolts. Yeah, I'm only scared of the seismic assault and a well-timed Tarmogoyf when I don't have path. Like those are probably the two key, two way, two ways of like beating me. Well, sure, but Tarmogoyf's going to be arbitrarily worse with no graveyard too, right? Right, right, right. So you ready for this? Um. Wake up, so, KYT. So, Countryside Crusher. 
so, is that a nice side so, out my Tarmo so you, listen, like, listen. You were saying you you have a problem with uh, Countryside Crusher. Um, no, we didn't say I have a problem. That was one of the things he could. He could. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if Leyline's on the board because the land has to go to the graveyard in order for Countryside Crusher to get the plus one plus one. Keep you. Okay. Then, then, like, my question becomes: How aggressive do you think you would have to be to try to get that lane line? Like, I've never played a deck where that that's like been the strategy. Well, Zoo mulligans to five every game anyway, so it has like three times the chance to see it than any other deck. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, mm. <laughs> fucking Jake. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's it's true. Oh, I got yeah, with the chops. You got so, the chops for this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It just sounds uh, it sounds bad to me because. You are mulliganing, and then if you don't see it by when you mulligan to five, what do you do? Well, okay. Yeah. And you have okay, but hold on, hold on. So hold on. So hold on one second. Just let me let me just bring this back for just one real quick summary here. So what we've come to the conclusion of is the following. The major cards that you're concerned about in the aggro loam matchup are Life from the Loam, Retrace cards, Countryside Crusher, and Tarmogoyf, right? Like, we, we established that these are the cards that you're most worried about in that matchup as a zoo player. Doesn't fucking Leyline just kill every single one of those cards? Yep. Right? So, like, how you'd need, you would yep. need four surgical extractions in order to get the same effect as one Leyline in this case. You're going to be running four surgical extractions, bro? Well, you run four Leylines, nobody right? even Nobody even runs that in fucking standard. Right, but, but you only need to find one Leyline. As opposed to having to find all four. Yeah, yeah, but like you find one like ley line what? on turn one. Yeah. Whereas you don't need to find the surgical on turn one. Yeah. And when you draw the surgical, it's not completely dead. Whereas yeah. a ley line after after turn one, if you draw it, it's just dead. So you're trying to apply pressure. Well, aren't you playing like, domain? Isn't this domain zoo anyway? Like, aren't they? No, isn't he, five he's color actually zoo anyway? not playing black. He's actually not playing black in his version. He's isn't, actually even cut. The Snapcasters and Tribal Flames in his latest. Uh, Where is this list? Uh, Picture it didn't happen. <laughs> Where is this list? Show it to me now. I, ju- I just checked on Channel Fireball and it's not there. Where is this list? Show it to me. I want to see it. Free shine. Show it to me, motherfuckers. <laughs> I want you to tear this ship apart. Bring right. me the passengers. So, for those of you playing along at home, <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> this is Owen Turtonwell. Okay. So he's playing uh, four Grim Lavamancer, four Curdape, four Loam Lion, four Steplinks, four Tarmogoyf, and four Talia, with four Bolt, four Helix, four Path, and three Seal of Fire. Uh, land base is uh, four Arid Mesa, four Marsh Flats, two Misty Rainforest, one Mountain, one Plains, four Scalding Tarn, uh, two Sacred Foundry, two Stomping Ground, and one Temple Guard. Sideboard is three ancient grudge, two O-ring, two sulfur elemental, three throne, one torpor, four ley line. Hmm. Yeah, don't you just like straight out side up side out your tarmogoyce for leyline? Against what? Well, no, I. Well, all um, the things. Maybe just side out your pass. No, side out your paths. I guess right. No way, because they have neither reliquary. With no cards in the graveyard. Seems what are you talking good. about? Loam doesn't have knight. No, they don't. No. No. And neither does this list. Holy fuck. Have you guys ever played this fucking format? <laughs> I haven't. I told you I haven't played yeah, this Holy shit. It's like a 20 minute A team segment, and KYT is the only guy I ever played fucking Legacy. Hey, hey, 
It's it's modern. It's modern, and and I'm sorry, here too. modern, 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 oh, modern. I'm here too. Hey, how do you feel about this? Uh, can I just like segue real nicely here? How do you sure. feel about this Esper Spirits list, though? Like this is really hot shit, right? The one under it, the four O list that's under it. Four Dark Confidant, four Delver Secrets, three Snapcaster Mage, four Cryptic, four Inquisition, four Lingering Souls, four Mana Leak, four Path, one Smother, two Spell Snare, two Sword of Feast or Famine, and then an Esper Mana Base that's not totally terrible with five Man Lands in it. Seems easy. Wait, hi. Right? See? I know. Uh, I don't know, man. Does it have Ley Lands in it, though? Because, I mean, otherwise, you can just scoop to it. No, it plays... Hold on. So it plays... It plays Graph Digger's Cage, Nile Spellbomb, and, uh... Two Graph Digger's Cage. cards that are in Agrolome. <laughs> that are what? Three different cards that are in Agrolome that are not lands. <laughs> what, what, what is this? What is this? What is this quizzery? <laughs> Obviously, uh, Life from the Loam is in that deck. So there's that. And then also, uh, John Medina seems to think that there's Night of the Reliquary, but I know for a fact that there's not. So there's that. Uh, before it was banned, uh, Wild and the Cattle was in there. Uh, I would imagine. So um, I like uh, I like this. Uh, John, you see this mono black uh, zombies list, eh? I haven't looked at it. So it it went three one in the same list. So it's uh four dark confidant, four diagraph ghoul, four draws messenger, four grave caller, and then you've got four inquisition, four Liliana, four smallpox, four thoughtsees, and four funeral charm, which is target player just one mana instant. Used to be in visions, but then got reprinted in time spiral. Uh, and it was it says choose one. Target player discards a card, or target creature gets plus two, minus one until end of turn, or target creature gains Swamp Walk until end of turn. Also playing four Mutavaults, 15 Swamps, two Tech Edge, and three Urborg. So, like, probably Funeral Charms will just Swamp Walk for the shits and gigs. Wow. But, like, Tech Edge is fairly, reason- fairly reasonable. It's playing Infest as well. That seems hmm. all right. Seems pretty sick. I think those zombies, the combination between those two zombies... Uh, messenger and grave crawler is just insane. Yeah, like it's really good. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, modern modern's very interesting format. I you know what'd be really sweet is if somebody had like modern F and M. Hmm. Uh, uh, doesn't like Dawn have that with the sundry? <laughs> the sundry. Does he? Yeah, I thought he did. <laughs> it, it behooves him to have different formats of FNM. The behoover? The behoover. The behoover. The behooves. I mean, it's... Behoove Haba. I have oh. all of these cards. I should play this deck. I don't know, man. Modern kind of lost its, uh, its, like, sparkle to me. I don't really know why. It's because the PTQ season's almost over. Yeah, but I haven't really played any PTQs. Well, that's probably part of the reason why your sparkle's lost on it, because you've really had no reason to play the format. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're just kind of like, who cares about Like, no how more? hardcore were you about Extended? <laughs> I used to love Extended, but I think I was the only one. Did your sparkle get lost for Extended, too? Um, I don't know. I, I have to think back. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't answer that. I, don't know. I mean, I can't play Extended now, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, it's still a format. My sparkle right now is for EDH, and that's pretty much it. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Hey, by the way, did you get the deal that you wanted on your beta zombies? I'm assuming you did, since you put up the picture to say, "Oh, look." Yeah, I got, I got, I got them for. I wanted to pay fifty cents a piece on them. Yeah. And he said that there's a dealer who basically buy any beta single from him for fifty cents. So he can't just sell them to me for fifty cents. So he gave it to me for seventy five cents a piece. So I met you halfway. Yeah, which which I'm down with. I'm very happy with the with the uh, the deal that I made with them. So yeah, so I did. I bought a hundred skate zombies, seventy five cents a piece. So what Ooh. sleeves are you using for this endeavor of this double sleeving of your EDH deck? Um, well, I'm using um, KMC Perfect Fits for the cards inside. Mm-hmm. So I, I sleeve the card inside with KMC Perfect Fit, and then I put it in a KMC Rose Sleeve, and I put it in upside down, kind of like so the rose sleeve is facing the, the floor. Mm-hmm. So like and how everybody I, sleeves their double sleeves their deck? No, it's backwards. Backwards. No, every, because what you're everybody gonna, sleeve it that way? No, no, you sleeve the perfect sleeve upside down and then put the card oh. in regular. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, so he's doing John's, it the other John's way. John's not doing that. Oh, he's okay, doing it okay. the other way. Yeah, okay. well, what I do is I put the perfect... I slide it top down with the perfect fit, and then I slide it bottom up into the rose sleeve, and then I slide the rose sleeve into a penny sleeve. Okay? Oh. So... The rose sleeve goes the the open part down at the bottom of the penny sleeve, and then on the back, I put the the zombie. How fucking big is your fucking deck with three sleeves? Holy, it's pretty big. Like, <laughs> and, and it's the EDH deck. Like a regular standard deck, double sleeved is bigger than an EDH deck. It doesn't same matter. size. Hey, same size. That's Dra- crazy. Dra- Dragon Shields is the same size. How do you shuffle that? We big hands. Uh, well, I don't. Uh, I definitely don't. Uh, what do you call that? Riffle. Riffle. I can't riffle it. Oh. I have to just like well, slide no. it back and forth. Yeah. Hmm. That's it's crazy worth it. talk. Totally worth it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Dragon Shields come out. They have they ha- Dragon Shields do make clear sleeves. And okay. so this is so if if I were going to go ahead and do this, I would one hundred percent be using just like KMC Perfect Fits and a and Dragon Shields because you can fit. All of that shit in Dragon Shields, no, no problem. Can you really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think I might have to change this. I might have to yeah. put on the Dragon Shield clears. But then you wouldn't. So you would basically just be able to skip your rose sleeve. Yeah, so you, yeah. You, I want. I want to do that. I, yeah. I, I'm not really a big fan of the rose sleeves, anyways. But uh, you know. Yeah. So I'm. I just. I can't find a deck that I want to use a card on the back of. Really? That many, yeah. Like, what I'm going to do next is uh, I'm working on a junk deck with uh, the Malira combo in it. Yeah. And, first of all, I found out the Malira combo kind of sucks in EDH. Yep. No, because, no, I, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sucks because it's just like, you gain a million life, right? Yeah. And then you scry to the card that you want, which for me is... um is the green card, it's an enchantment that when they have, like, three creatures, you can sack it. It's defense and, of the heart. Yeah, it's defense so I, go, of the heart, yeah. I yeah. go get a defense of the heart so that I can set up the kill with uh, Micaeus and uh, and Triskillian. Mike and Trike, why don't you just save yourself the trouble and buy Tooth and I'll call it a day. Yeah, I, I, that's in there, too. So the thing is... <laughs> so, so yeah, well, I could. I guess I could just get Tooth and Nail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well... And since you're playing black, you could play, you know, 
Grim Tutor, Vampiric Tutor, Demonic Tutor. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, in, yeah. So you just uh, tooth and nail deck. You're all set. Jester's yeah, Cap. I and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jester's Cap. You run Jester's Cap? Yeah, I, I often in my spoiler EDH decks, I run Jester's Cap. Or Why? Bitter or bitter Ordeal. Why? Because <laughs> of decks that rely on Tooth and Nail to win the game. That's why you play Jester's Cap. Yeah, I, I, I could get behind the, the Bitter Ordeal because that's what I'm going to put in my next. Because I was just saying, like, you combo them, you get a million life, but you can still die to general damage. Yeah. Bitter Ordeal is sick. If you've got, like, infinite creature loops, it's a really fun way to end the game. Yeah, so I think I'm going to get me a foil bitter ordeal for that deck. Nice. nice. So yeah, anyways, I want to, I'm going to get, I'm building that deck, so what I want to get is 100 foil Maliras, <laughs> and then put them on the back. Wow. So I have four. I'm working on that. Wow. The thing that sucks is it's kind of good in modern, so <laughs> they're worth money. Well, you just got to wait until the season tapers off, right? Yeah. I don't so. like waiting, though. No, I, I understand. You're an instant <laughs> gratification kind of guy. I get it. So, so yeah, that's what I've been playing a lot of EDH. That's the that's kind of a problem for discussing like constructed because I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, and and in standard, I haven't been paying any attention to standard because I'm going to do my standard challenge soon, where I'm going to take a an event deck and try to grind my way to infinite. So it's just like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm building, I'm taking the event deck. So like, I don't care about standard tech because I'm just like, I'm gonna use this event deck. Like, okay. So hold on. So what is a standard challenge and how is it working? Okay. So check this out. My newest uh, article series I'm working on now is it's gonna be a challenge, right? I get one hundred dollars, okay, and that's all I get to spend on magic. Okay. A month, and I have, a year, ever, ever. <laughs> Until this thing is done. So can like, you make trades? Yes, I can make trades, but here's the kicker. Any trade that I do, I either have to lose in the trade based Whoa. on the same website, or I have to. it has to be equal value when I make the trade. So this is not a trading, like this is not a trading challenge. This is a playing challenge. So I have to basically take this event deck, because that's the best way, I think, to start. I can get an event deck for $15. I talked to one of the store owners, and I'm like, dude, what's the best deal you can get in this event deck? Because of that $100, like, I have to pay my tournament fees. I have to pay for my sleeves. I have to pay for any singles that I get. So, basically, and the way it's going to work is I get 50 up front, and then a 50 in another month. So, I can't just take $100 and build a standard deck with it. You know what I mean? I get 50 and then 50. And I have to go infinite with that. I have to, and the way we're going to measure infinite, because obviously I'm not going to do this forever, is I have to be able to build any tier one deck that I want and have $200 in store credit or cash to play with. Hmm. I don't know. I'd be excited about this if it was like packed to power and nobody knew who you were. Yeah. Nobody really knows who I am, dude. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> so why would it be more exciting if you didn't know who I was? Because, like, I don't know, that shit, who cares, like, when you're already that guy? Like, I mean, if everybody is like, yeah, fuck Medina, hose him on trades, and don't give him any special store credit, and don't scoop him in ever, and don't, like, play poorly, and don't, you know what I mean? Like, then maybe? But I have a hard Who's time believing, be like, that stuff? I just, I don't know, I just have a hard time believing that no one will do that. 
Nobody scoops. Nobody <laughs> oh, no, no, hold on, hold on. So I can honestly tell you that nobody scoops John in. I'm not saying scoops him in. I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe, you know, they have a chance, but they scoop early. Or, you know, they're like, yeah, the value on this trade is, you know, it's pretty bad. But, yeah, no, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just leave some cards here and it'll be like a throw-in. Yeah, but nobody does that. Oh, okay. I think you think I get special treatment, but I actually get the opposite. Yeah. Like, people don't want to trade me at all. So, like, it's going to be hard enough for me to get signals for my deck through trading just because they don't really want to trade with me. And then I have well, to yeah. be like... I mean, this is kind of exciting if literally everybody just fucking rakes you. And that's okay. what I hope happens. Can I... Can I... Um... <laughs> Can I segue to some really, like, crazy-ass standard? Like, I'm looking at a 4-0 brew here, and I'm actually a little hard. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to I see what makes Scotty Mac hard. Let's talk this, about this. this. This is something else here. Okay, so to click on this. Heretic D2000 4-0 to Standard Daily on March 8th, 2012. Standard Daily 3529109 with the following deck. One Elish Norn. Three Grave Titan, two Worm Coil, three Day, two Elspeth Terrell, three Garrick Relentless, one Gideon, four Lingering Souls, two Mortar Pod, three O Ring, four Rampant Growth, two Soren, Lord of Innistrad, four Sphere of the Suns. Lands is three Forests, two Gavany Township, four Isolated Chapel, three Plains, four Razor Verge Thicket, two Sun Petal Grove, two Swamp, two Vault of the Archangel, four Woodland Cemetery. Sideboard is two Slimes, two Acidic Slimes, one Gliss of the Trader, two Go for the Throat, two Graft Digger's Cage, two Karn Liberated, two Phyrexian Metamorph, two Ratchet Bomb, one Thrun, one Worm Coil Engine. So this is a Junk Tokens list. Junk Tokens, con- Junk Planeswalker Control List. This sounds awful. It sounds awful, but it you know what? Like it sounds like it could Did actually strangle root geist in it? No. Okay. No. It's not an it's not not remotely an aggro deck. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean it's it's something. Ah. Interesting. I mean, it looks it looks interesting. I guess does it have a... Uh... No, it has no evolving wilds. I don't think it. No, because this plays four rampant growth and four uh, sphere of the sun. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, it's really wanting to hit like a you know Garrick on four, I guess, or a day on or a, a Garrick or a day on three. It's funny because uh, what's his name? Caleb had me try a deck like this one time, mm-hmm. and it was actually five colored. It was before evolving wilds was out. And it was miserable. But I think maybe this might be better. Like, Wrath was just too slow. Yeah, but it's not on turn three. Yeah, it's not on turn three. I guess we didn't have any ramp in that deck I tried. Hmm. I don't know. I can get behind this. I I don't know, guys. It just it stood out as something. I was just looking through lists, and that one popped up, and it was like four zero smacking me in the face, and thought, "Wow, that's hilarious." <laughs> so, seems pretty cool. Lots of humans in the moto queues, eh? And humans. Uh, a, a a almost over under is like almost ten, I think, on Fraxian obliterators in the main yeah, in this one. 
the humans have moved to fourth Alia, which I knew was going to happen because that card is just nuts. Uh, Loyal Cathar now, which is pretty sweet. Not sure how I feel about Fiend Hunter. That card is is just real bad. Yeah, I think I, I like agree Fiend with Hunter. you. <laughs> you like it? Yeah, I think it's fine. I think if you're like, I mean, in the if you're playing a list that has Fiend Hunters and uh, O Rings anyway, like. You're just playing more stuff to get guys out of the way so that you can, um, you know, like, just kill them faster. I mean, that's all that matters is just killing them, right? Well, the the biggest problem with Fiend Hunter is the tempo swings that it causes when they kill it. Yeah. So, like, it's really bad for you when you're swinging into their open mana, and it also causes you to, like, you have to rethink the math because you can't swing out with everything because if you do and then they kill your Fiend Hunter and then block your important guy, then it's just, like, really bad. So it slows the whole game down just the fact that you have a Fiend Hunter, okay, and because of the liability it causes. And then second, all of these, like, green decks and uh, even, like, um, even the zombie decks, like, some of them run uh, four Phantasmal Images. Some of the green decks and the green-white decks are running, like, uh, metamorphs, the green red deck runs metamorph. So, like, just like the metamorph, your fiend hunter, and then like fiend hunter something else, all this crap going on, like, it's just, uh, man, it's just such a liability. I cut him from my list because of that garbage. Like, I would just rather O ring it. I'd rather O ring something. Instead of having like just both? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> like I said, the swings from the fiend hunter is just. It's not. It's not really. That, it's not good. Like I don't like it at all. Like I'd rather have a dismember in that spot, because like I can understand. Like in the zombie matchup, the fiend hunter is probably kind of okay. But like once the zombie matchup starts running like like spot removal instead of like sack. Like I don't know. I haven't seen a zombie list in a week. But before they were running like the the sack one and tragic slips. So, I mean, once they start running just like some dismembers or something. Well, if you take a look at that link that I sent you, uh, there's like four zombie lists here. Um, they're playing for removal. Yeah, Guess Verdict and Tragic Slip. Guess still. Verdict, Tragic Slip, Mortar Pod. Yeah, like I can, the only value I can see in the Feed Hunter here is that it gets a messenger, but then if they kill it, they get another rebuy on their messenger. Whereas if you just O-ring it, it's better. And you're going to need to sideboard for the zombie matchup anyways because it's pretty bad. Versus the humans matchup, so you probably just side in like celestial purges. I think graph 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 diggers cage versus zombies is really sick. Like if I played humans again, which I'm not because I'm doing the evident hero challenge over here. But if I played humans again, I'd be running like four cages. Ew, really? Yeah, well, because once you play a cage, like they can't they can't play their dudes from the yard. And they, um, I don't think they come back with Undying either, right? Uh, yeah, because Cage just enters the battlefield from the graveyard. Yeah, so they don't get to Undie, which is the big problem, is the Undying. So, so yeah, I would run, I'd run like four Cages. The other thing is the human deck, like if you play against those stupid Elish Norn decks, like the, the Frights deck, <laughs> if you play against that... I don't that, know, like, that's in theory, but like last night Cody Crosman won the first mock tournament at Phoenix, he was just playing Solar Flare, he wasn't even playing Frights. He was just playing like an updated black red, uh, I mean sorry, black, white, blue Solar Flare deck that just had like just Sun Titans and images in it. 
And then, like, Blade Splicer, I think, was the other creature. And, uh, of course, Snapcaster Mage. But, um, and, like, the guy that was playing Blue White Humans in the finals with him had two Graft Diggers cages, uh, like, throughout the match, and it didn't even matter. I think Why it's not? more relevant against Black because they don't have ways to remove it. But I don't think it's relevant against Frights. Frights is not is not Solar Flare. Solar Flare is totally no, but Frights has ancient Frights has ancient Grudge, and it could be playing any of the white removal as well. Like they can't play ancient Grudge from the yard, so they have to have it in their hand. Oh, that never happens. I mean, sometimes it does, but like they're spending turns looking for ancient Grudge, which I'm fine with. Like I'm not saying it never happens, not, but I wouldn't play four cages against against those decks. If your meta is lots of zombies, then I think actually that's probably not yeah, right. Well, but I mean closer. that's where it started, right? We started talking about zombies, right? But I wouldn't I mean, do it against any other deck unless my meta was all zombies. Yeah, I mean it started with zombies. That's why I said the cage. Uh-huh. Do the event decks come with uh, packs? I don't know. I don't know. Do they come? Do they come with a booster in them, or is that I, the other ones? I think that's the other, the other one. Like uh, the the vent deck that I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, I don't think it comes with a pack. You should do it with the other ones. With a pack? No, no, no. Like don't. There's there's those precon decks, and they have a booster pack in. Them. Yeah, those, those ones are those are terrible. Yeah, I'll ne- I'll never win an F and M with those. Yeah, they're legitimately terrible. Oh, okay. like they're like not, it's like, hard enough. Terrible. It, no. It's hard enough to win an FNM with like a, a good deck. So the fact that I'm even going in with a precon is bad enough. I'm not going to go in with like. What's the prize structure at your store? Like, like does first like does top three pay out or is it, it dependent top, on top the eight pays out? Or? Top top eight pays out. Like the store that I'm store that I'm close to is insane. They get like sixty to seventy people for FNM. And oh, okay. then yeah, you're gonna have a hard time. Yeah, and they but they pay out. Like if I win one. First place gets 120 in store credit sometimes. Whoa. Wow. Wow. So, so like, if I can win one. Wow. Yeah. How long are your FNMs? Your FNMs must be long, eh? Yeah, they're long. They're, like, six rounds. At what? least. And, and then there's a top eight. No, just six rounds. And then a top out. eight? That'd be so sick. Oh, I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. Like, my FNMs are, like, 22 to... Or, like, 18 to 22 people, 25 people. And there's five rounds. And at the end of the five rounds, even when I 5-0, I'm just, like... Fuck, just write my credit down. I'm leaving. It's fucking 11.30 <laughs> for fuck's sakes. You guys smell. I'm out of here. Yeah, it's yeah, going mean, to be tough. I can't imagine a six-person F&M. It's fuck. always four rounds. Fuck. fuck. Well, Scott, See, I, Scott I like went. four rounds. I like four rounds. Yeah, but, Scotty went to, to F&M when, when we were out here. Was yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was epic, dude. It was a sick time. Yeah, yeah, it was a really nice place to be, too. Lots of space. Um, you didn't have to, like, sit on top of people, so that was cool. <laughs> like at Harry T's? Yeah. <laughs> Harry T's. But it was really long. Sweaty basement. Yeah, it was long. So do you guys have, like, Marvel versus Capcom or, like, the new Street Fighter versus Tekken there? There's actually, there's actually like an entire wall of people playing on computers. They're playing random stuff. Oh, it's like a like a multi like a nerd multiplex. Yep. Oh, that's pretty fucking sweet. Yep. Yeah, they have like, tabletop games and stuff like that. You go like O2 drop. You just go play some fucking Counter Strike or Dota or some shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Boom headshot. Fuck yeah. That'd be wicked. Oh man, I gotta open my own store. Fuck this <laughs> chump. Chump working everywhere, please. 
I gotta, I gotta just open my own store and do that. You like board games? Go play them over there. You wanna play Magic? Great over there. You wanna play video games? Yeah, video games. <laughs> Sounds like we even already have a commercial. <laughs> Shout out to John Medina's store. That's fucking Ooh. radical. So, uh, looks like there's, uh, a wicked event happening this weekend down in, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. That event, of course, is Sam Stoddard being behind the coverage booth for a Star City Games event over there. Holy, I might even have to fucking watch that one. Seriously, I'm totally... It's too bad that they put him with Zach Hall. But, uh, not to be confused with Zach Hill. Uh, Zach <laughs> Hall... Zach Hall is the... Yeah, Zach Hall is the awkward ginger that uh, Sam Stodd will be. Um... They're both gingers. Yeah. <laughs> but Stodd's not, the, Stodd's not the awkward one. Anyways. Correct. Correct. He's big Daddy. He is Big did Daddy. See, did you guys see when his fucking girlfriend hijacked his his cell phone? <laughs> yeah. During, during the Oscars? <laughs> Whose girlfriend? Stodd's? Yeah. And Stodd's. Eve, they call her. Oh, I didn't see it. Well, you lose. What happened? Explain it to me. No, you're going to have to check Twitter. Maybe Revised Angel will do 20 tweets. Special edition Sam Stodd. <laughs> Sam Stodd's <laughs> Sam Stod's Oscar tweets. <laughs> oh, man. You, you're like a superstar on the 20 tweets, man. Am I? You're on, you're on there like every week, Jay. Yeah, well, newsflash. I'm uh, pretty awesome. I'm not like some fucking chump. Also, um, um, I I was talking to that revised angel lady, and I was like, "What's twenty tweets or whatever?" And then somebody was like, "It's this." And then revised angel said something like, "You're on the first one" or something like that. And then I clicked on it, and then I was like, "Whatever." And then she made a joke or something, and I was like, "Whoa, is that what passes for a joke?" And then she got like really offended and really aggressive. And then I was like, oh, wait, you have a vagina. Never mind, everybody. This is the greatest joke of all time. And then she got really offended and really aggressive. And then, um, and then, and now we're fine. Now it's cool. Well, you used to be on all the 20 tweets. I don't know about now, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now she's going to boycott me because I don't follow, like, Mary Jacobson or something. Because I'm a chauvinist. Oh, Nazi sympathizers. Did you know it's Women's Day today, by the way? I did. It's International Women's Day. Yeah. Yeah. What it's some, uh, my my counterpart at work told me that she uh, she works in Switzerland, and she's like, "Hey, did you know it's International Women's Day?" I'm like, "Hey, Happy International Women's Day." And then and she then was tweet- like, "Not good enough." Yeah, and then I tweeted about it. I'm like, "What about International Men's Day?" Like, kind of like, "Ha ha ha," you know. And then everyone's like all super serious. They're like, that's "Dude, that's every that, that's every other day of the year." And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, also, "Nobody is that every on this. is that every other day of the year?" Not for me. Have you seen? Is what that is that is it the fifties? Is it the guys? 50s? Guys, listen. In all fairness, two days from now, March fourteenth. You know what March fourteenth is, right? No. Yeah, we do, but nobody else gives a shit about that. I don't know. Well, they do, should. But... Okay. So it's Valentine's Day. It's guys Valentine's Day. So Valentine's it's called, Day is it's a blowjob day. It's called Steak and BJ Day. Absolutely. March fourteenth is men's Valentine's Day. 
Valentine's really? yes, Valentine's Day is the day where women get spoiled by you know it's it's a commercially driven holiday where you know men are expected to lavish romance. Romance always equals money. Um, yeah, you know, I do that all the time though. I do that all the time. No, not right. good enough. Also, have to do it on this day. No, so so uh, yeah, especially on this day. Otherwise, you're fired. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah. No, no, no. You're you're fired from being a significant other. Trust me. The the Whoa. women they're they're vengeful. <laughs> they're vengeful. If you if you spurn Valentine's Day, they can be vengeful. Um, so, anyways, so uh, March fourteenth is a way for your partner to give back, as to say thank you with her mouth. With the, with the two with the two ways that that men really appreciate, you know, <laughs> feeling appreciated, and one wow, is through you their are stomach. Taking us holes here. One is through their stomach, and oh the other one is God. through their mouth. Let me redeem this conversation. No, 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 wait. No, I will redeem it. I will redeem it, bitch. You <laughs> shut up. You be the, you, you be the redeemer. The you go. In the north, right, I redeem am redeem it. Um, where it. I, I, where we have the edu- education, I want to just spell out for you, that this is a real, actual, cultural thing in Japan. So in Japan, Valentine's Day happens, and the men do the women, and then, actually, a month later, the guys have their own Valentine's Day. And women are all, yep, it's fine, it's totally okay, we're not gonna be bitches about this, and whine about shit, and women's lib, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so there you have it, women. Steak and Blowjob Day is just the American version of Japanese Guy Day. You know what's funny? The Japanese are so smart, they come up with everything. They do. Well, I was going to... They're like Asian the... superheroes. Hey! Bazinga! No such thing. No such thing. So, <laughs> I was going to redeem the International Women's Day topic, because uh, we kind of made a bunch of jokes about that. Absolutely not. We did not. Well, Jane Bush did. <laughs> no, I didn't. Jane... No, no, rewind. I think we all said, yeah, no, women's uh, Women's Day is a thing. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Rewind that shit shit on Medina. He deserves it. Yeah. (laughs) Carrie Dan, take care of these hooligans. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know it's Women's Day today, by the way? I did. It's International Women's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so, uh... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... So yeah, real quick on that topic, um, some guy made a point to me today after I made my smart aleck remark. He said, well, you know, it isn't a big deal in the U.S., right? Because the U.S. US, It isn't a big deal in the U.S. because there's like, you know, there isn't a lot of woman persecution going on in the U.S., but he says that in other countries, this is really happening, like women are being persecuted. So this is like a big... uh, this is like a big thing internationally. That's why they call it International Women's Day. Oh, so I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty good point. So shout out to that guy. I'm not going to look at my Twitter feed to see who it was because it's uh, it's too long and buried by retweets for Chris Massioli. Hey, have they? Uh, is the like motion to officially change the way that the word women is spelt? Like, has that just fallen off the vine? Or is that, that a still thing? a thing? Is that a thing? People are trying to do that? Yeah, yeah I, I recall. I it's a few years this. old, at least. Um, yeah, it was like, because the word man is in, is in it. woman, they wanted to change it. They is just an arbitrary term for the people that were sponsoring this motion. It is not a broad generalization. <gasps> Lawyered! Um, so, it's... 
the motion was that uh, because the word man was contained within woman, it wasn't. Uh, it was still like a subservient thing. So the motion was to have it spelt officially W O M Y N. Whoa, man! Whoa, <laughs> whoa, man! Whoa. Uh, yeah, uh, I she I was a thief. You better believe she stole. Anyway, sorry, Mike Myers. Shout out. Shout out, Mike Myers. I never heard of that. What's that? I never heard about this motion to uh, to change the spelling. Yep. Wow. I've been enlightened. Google it, baby. (laughs) So yeah. Um, So we've talked about uh, a whole ton of shit so far, haven't we? Shout out to women. Shout out to all women. All women. women. Beautiful, ugly, large, small, dumb, smart. All of you. We love you all. You're fantastic people. We would not be here without you. Just 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 put the phones down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what's next on tap here, Scotty? We we went a little bit political with our with our agenda. That's okay. Um Garbage. But yeah, so Sam Stodd uh, is is up this weekend, so that's going to be really exciting. Uh, we had Marshall up last week. He did uh, coverage at the the GP with um, Sheldon and BDM. Um, what did you guys think of that? Uh, I didn't um, watch it, but I thought he looks way different than I thought he looked. I also, also thought he I, looked different. Yeah, also I watched it a little bit, and he's actually pretty sweet. He's like I will say that he is the best one they've had. Yes. Besides, uh, I mean, my personal love for Adrian's... Is it Adrian Sullivan? Is that, that guy's name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, your, your number, your favorite. Yeah. That is, that, is that who it is? No, I used to think it was Jacob Van Lunen, but then it, it's not apparently that guy. He's like the guy, and he's got like a high-pitched voice, and he wears like big... It's like, Adrian Sullivan. Yeah. yeah, Adrian Sullivan. Everybody hates Adrian Sullivan. Adrian Sullivan yeah. is the best commentator besides um, Marshall. He is wow. literally the best one. Literally. You're probably like, the only not figuratively person. and not in opinion. He is scientifically factually <laughs> the best. You're probably the only one that thinks that. No, that's that doesn't No no matter. no no. Ask Adrian. He's probably got all of it written down in a textbook to show you. I, I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna talk smack about um Good. Sheldon. Because I think Sheldon, Sheldon's a cool guy, but I don't really care for his commentary. See, okay. I really felt like he was fine next to BDM. But I think that's a... Here's the thing. I think that, uh, like, BDM is like cheese. Like, you remember the old advertising campaign where it was like, everything is better with cheese? Yeah. I think BDM is like that. Everything is better with BDM. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's strange. If you the watch, Sh- if you watch Sheldon, like example, you watch Sheldon. Yeah, supporting fact number one: if you watch Sheldon and Rich Hagen together, you kind of want to just kill yourself. But if mm. you watch Sheldon, because he just looks like a large, surly, grumpy bear. But if you put Sheldon next to like BDM, the two of them play off each other really well, and it's just really good. Um, similarly, you know, you put Marshall next to. BDM, and he probably could have just like, you know, flicked his lips and dirtled the alphabet, and still would have been good, right? So, 
I don't know, man. It's no. I'm not saying that Marshall wasn't good. Like Marshall's outstanding. I think that out of all of us in the community, I think he literally was the right person to do this job the this time. Not close. Z facts. Not yeah, absolute <laughs> facts. Yeah, like he actually like I no shame. I tweeted at him. I'm like, you are honestly my hero today. Like just so you're aware. Like break a leg, man. Like give her hell. And he was really well-received and did a fantastic job. And he actually started a really interesting motion. And um, our uh, our good friend, uh, Robert Martin, the Beamy, wrote a fantastic blog post that uh, you all should check out. Um, and you all should like and spread around and, and forward it in, like, a million copies. Proliferate it. Proliferate. Nice. <laughs> well done, sir. Nice. That's well a bad word, even. <laughs> well done. But you should completely pro- proliferate it through the masses so that all the people at Watsi know that we here in the podcasting community are actually the best people equipped to do this job. Because we're, we're just norms. Well, more importantly, Mostly. because... We're not a, we're not afraid of talking about this these subjects, and most importantly, we do talk about them fairly regularly. Magic is a very big part of all of our lives. I mean, we get together and we do this every week. We do enough research most of the time to be able to you know discuss this intelligently, and it's a passion of all of ours, right? And I mean, we wouldn't have the listener base that we had. We wouldn't have the 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 undying support from you, fantastic listeners. <laughs> undying. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Two can play. Um, yeah, you know, we we wouldn't have the undying support of of you listeners if we weren't, you know, able to communicate in such a fashion that it was engaging, that wanted you, you know, that you wanted to listen to. And I think that Marshall brought that really strongly. I mean, like aside from the fact that he's just got, you know, a fantastic, you know, commentary slash radio style voice. I mean, like this is a limited GP. I mean, who better to fucking do this job, right? So, anyways, I just think that uh, so Beanie's article is really good, uh, and it talks about how you know podcasters in general would make really strong, uh, really strong members, and that Watsi should stand up and take notice. So, you guys should definitely spread that around. Yeah, I agree because that means that maybe someday we all can commentate. <laughs> just not you, because you complained about women, and not me, because I swear. I did not complain about women. You fucking did. Dude, I <laughs> love women. I am married to a woman. Women's Day. I am married to a woman. You can't make I know jokes more about, about that. You know what? You know what? I know more about women than most of the people who tell me I don't know anything about women. Good one. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna say most of the magic players, but then I'm like, well, that's a really bad <laughs> generalization. <laughs> yeah, like, like you don't know yeah. more about women than Darwin Castle. Obviously not. Oh, by the way, did you guys see his latest article about um, what magic means to his life? Yes, no. I have a tweet about it. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. I would read. I, I would recommend people read that. I think uh, it's check it out. It's pretty cool. What site is that on, John? Uh, that's on uh, gatheringmagic.com. dot com. All right. Well, yeah, you have to go check out it. check out that article by Darwin Castle, and you can find out what magic means to him. Did anybody read it? Had in his life? I, I started to read it, but I ran out of time. Yeah, that's I what happened to me. Like, I found that it was very long, but I mean, I was kind of interested in it, kind of. What was it about, KYT? To give us the gist. Come on. I was going to... Wait, John! <laughs> wake up, KYT! Wait, wake up, KYT! I mean, it was kind of... It had a Shout relatively sad, sad tone. <laughs> um, So I'm just going to read one of the lines, and you, you guys... 
a sad worried. tone, like this guy's a loser and this is sad, or like he's dying. Like, okay, here. The bad news is that now I'm 40 years old and unemployed with little on my resume to recommend me for anything outside of designing and developing Arling card Castle games. Is fucking 40? <laughs> yeah. That is sad. Despite a lifetime invite to the Pro Tour and the promises of an appearance fee, I find myself staying home for most PTs that will involve expensive travel because I'm trying to be responsible with my money as I search for my next job. So it's like... Yeah. It's almost like a... Like, it's like how Mike Flores should be. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, what do I mean? So, Mike shipped me... It's, it's funny because Mike actually shipped me his article that's I think is coming out like in in a few minutes now, where he's sort of mentioning uh, Darren Castle's uh, article and also saying like how how Magic has brought a lot to him and that you know like he's doing all right <laughs> with the game. <laughs> so. It's a uh, it is it is very um, I don't know man it's it is something that's it, it's interesting to me because like I'm getting older now. And I spend a lot of time talking and uh, writing and thinking about you magic. You do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was do. waiting for that. You're like walking <laughs> into it like a plate glass window, bro. He <laughs> was carry on. Yeah, yeah, I, I do, and I'm just wondering, like, what is all this going to amount to? You know what I mean? Like garbage. Like, <laughs> you can't, you can, you can't really do much with this. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, it's an interesting, uh, it's interesting tension, you know. Well, I think what you've got to look at is you have to take an honest stock. You have to take a fearless magical inventory of what it is that you actually want, you know, out of the game and and where you feel you are going to be, you know, moving forward. Um, I, a long time ago, kind of realized that, you know what, um, this is really fun for me. It's something that I do with my friends. I get together. I've met all of these amazing people. You know, I'm a part of a fantastic community. Um and I'm getting pretty much everything that I want out of the game right now. And that's going to the odd event, you know, not being a terrible fucking scrub. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, apparently I'm okay at this game. Um, so say my tournament reports next to KYT. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I figure that, uh, you know, once you figure out what you actually want, then you know you're not going to be disappointed down the road. If you want to run a successful store, then you're well on your way to do that, right? But, I mean, like, at this point in time, you're right. You're 30. You've got a wife. You've got a house, responsibilities, and all of the stuff. Like, you're not going to be able to grind Pro Tours, dude. Yeah, yeah, I don't expect to grind Pro Tours. I'm just, like... I don't give this a lot of uh, a lot of thought beyond like what's happening right at the moment, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's like the game is very um, addicting and it's very um, it's it's very time consuming to be good at the game and to speak intelligently about it. And beyond the game, you have a whole community aspect, you know, and like issues within the community and like you know uh, other things that that the community is uh, related to. So, like, all of that stuff takes up so much of my mind space, and I just wonder, like, what else I could be doing with that space, and, you know, if the way that I'm using that space is going to be, is going to help me later, you know? Because, yeah, if I make a, a successful card store, and then, like, I'm able to do it full-time, and it becomes, like, my source of income, 
then that's, I mean, that's acceptable. You know, I've created a business for myself and like a job for me and a job for JR and, you know, we can do that. But if that doesn't happen, then all of this time is just kind of like, uh, I don't want to say wasted, wasted because I'm having, I'm having a good time doing it, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not productive, you, you know? It's almost like it's a waste of productive time. <laughs> yeah. It's like a use of uh, of hobby time, but a waste of productive time. I dig it. Yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of like it's it's an interesting uh, tension that I definitely think about from time to time. And like, and then, what do you ultimately cut? Like, like, what? Are, where's your thought process at right now about that? If you think about, like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? What What I would really love to happen is for legit MTG to just take off. And for me to be able to quit my job, for JR to be able to quit his job, and for us to run it and uh, and make a make a business out of it, because then I can stop. Then I have like another you know fifty hours in the week that I get to free up, and then I can have a regular life and you know work at, at the, the a regular. Life. That is a regular life, guy. Like I don't have a regular life right now because I work you know fifty to sixty hours a week, and then. I do legit MTG. So I have like two two jobs. You know, so if one of those jobs is gone, then I can do other things. Like I can go travel and just like hang out and not be doing so much magic stuff on my free time, you know? Like my magic stuff would be work time, and then on my free time, I'd be able to do free time stuff. Like, like uh, you know, just uh, hang out with my wife or, you know, even watch a movie. Like, I haven't even been able to watch a movie lately, man. I've been, like, editing articles, like, writing and, like, you know, entering cards, grading things, you know, making sure orders are getting shipped, you know, all that crap. Like, so I haven't even had a chance to watch a movie. So I'd like to have, ideally, like, the end of the road, I'd like to put all this hard work in and then, like, have it pay off so that I can do it for my job, replace the job that I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, that I don't have a passion for. Replace that job with this, and then uh, and move on from there. You know. Well, you're on the right track, dude. Slowly but surely, man. Yep, I hear you. Well, episode uh, seventy-five. Do we want to do anything special for our listeners? Do we want to take like a call in? Is there anybody on the on the? <laughs> You want to ring ring the bat phone and see who answers? So in the meantime, while we're waiting for people to uh, get their asses on Skype, what do we want to talk about? We talked a little bit, uh, a lot about modern, um, a little bit about standard, and a little bit about legacy. So I'd like to issue something. So I've been talking with Carlos and uh, a couple of other people. within the community and what we've been trying to come up with is there. Let's do that. Um, Damia. Okay. So Damia Sage of Stone is, uh, one of, from one of the, the Mimeoplasm commander deck. And there's a bunch of people that have written lists, um, for Damia. And she's just such an awesome, awesome card. For those of you that don't know what it does, it's, uh, one black, it's bug mana, so one black, one green, one blue, and four, so it's seven. For a 4-4 four, four death touch, skip your draw phase. And during your upkeep, you draw cards equal, uh, draw cards so that you fill your hand up to seven. 
Every turn? Yeah. So she's just, like, insanely powerful. So what I want to do is everybody that's got Damia lists, I'd like I'd like them to be emailed to us. I'd like them like them to all be sent to me. Send me all of the Damia lists. Hmm. So if you have one, send it to me, because I'd like to see it. And I'll reply it, with mine. Maybe this is a new challenge for me to build one. Yeah. Yeah. And the only the only thing is I, I would really like it not to be a uh, tooth and nail deck. So I'm looking for Damia lists that do not play um, Tooth and Nail or or Palancron. Like, why would people play Palancron and Tooth and Nail on a Damia list? Just because it's blue and green? No, because you play uh, Eternal Witness, Una, Vorinclex, and Palancron, and you resolve Tooth and Nail and you win the game. Yeah, I know that, but they're yeah. just like, so that's oh, this why. is a it's a bug general, so I'm just going to use the combo. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I'd like it to be a bit more creative and flavorful. So, for example, my build right now is based around... Uh, so I looked at a seven casting cost general, and I'm like, wow, I just want to put that card out into play as soon as humanly possible. So I need to play a shit ton of ramp. So if I'm going to play a lot of ramp, then what else am I going to want to play with ramp? Oh, I know. Landfall creatures. So my list right now has a bunch of landfall guys that are all relevant, because I'm just ramping land all fucking day. And then in addition to that... Um, I'm also playing um, 121, by the way, to answer that question. Um, I'm also playing, because uh, Jamia needs me to empty my hand every turn, so I'm playing Spell Shapers, which are fucking amazingly awesome. So, cards like Greel, Mindraker, which I actually mind-twisted somebody in two activations for 23 cards on Tuesday night, which was Fucking awesome. So Greel Mindbreaker wow. literally is like Mind Twist on a stick, except that you have to discard two cards when you activate the ability. So I'm also playing Have and Go Lich and Necrotic Ooze in the deck because it's pretty awesome when you have all of these spell shapers. Like, you've got a Threaten Effect on a stick, you've got a Fog on a stick, you've got Mind Twist on a stick, you've got Make All of, your, make all of Target Players' Lands Creatures on a stick which is really funny when you've got all your stuff out and you'll be like, come on, man, wrath me, bro. Let's go. I dare you. Wow. <laughs> I like, I really like having a lich in, uh, in commander. I've been using him in my zombie deck and he's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that people forget is that he gets the activated ability. Mm-hmm. So like I was able to, I just brought a, um, what do you call it back? Uh, freaking a, now I'm forgetting the story's going to be bad. <laughs> Excellent. So, so I brought a. Um, it is like your Jesse. I I brought a shepherd of rot back, and I double What's shepherd that? of rot. Listeners, what the fuck is a shepherd of rot? Shepherd of rot is a two drop zombie that says when you tap it, uh, deal. Uh, each player loses life equal to the number of zombies you control. So when uh, basically you zombie apocalypse, and then uh, or like patriarch's bidding, and then if you have anger in the graveyard. You could just tap them like right when they come and play, you know. But what I did was uh, I did that with uh, Haven Gold Lich. I brought it back. There was anger in the graveyard. I tapped the Shepherd of Rot, sh- tapped Haven Gold Lich to kill everybody. Pretty insane. Gross. Well, we've got the winner of our call in. Looks like it's Sean McClay. So Woo-woo. we're just going to add him here to the call. Let me try. Uh, I'm going to add didn't... him. I got it. Oh, you got to do it? Yeah. So we'll just add Sean to the call here. Hello. 
Sean! Hello. Hi, how's it going, guys? Awesome. So, What's Sean, up, Sean McClay? How's it going? I figure you guys needed an American Sean to counteract the Canadian Sean that you had on a long time ago. That's right. <laughs> Sean Hetherington, that's right. There you go. That's yeah. a way pretentious name than mine, though. So, yeah? That's <laughs> true. So, so, Sean is the lucky episode 75 call-in winner. Oh, my God. I'm like, a, I'm a radio or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so you've won a guest appearance here on the eighteen. Welcome oh, to the show. So how long have you been listening? Um I think I've been listening pretty close to since the beginning. Uh, yeah. I mean I listened I like I used to listen to a ton, like a ton of podcasts when I was in college. Um either just like sitting like I worked as like a parking lot attendant my senior year, so I had a lot of time to just sit. Oh wow, that sounds uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I was just getting paid to write like my senior paper and sit in a cold box in Minnesota. So, oh, nice, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you listened to the A Team from way back in the day. Who's your favorite yes. A Teamer? Hmm, <laughs> I don't really know. Dude, come say on, it. come on, everybody knows. <laughs> Probably. Everybody knows it's Jay Bush. It's, it's always good. Jay. He's mm. a nice class. What can I say? <laughs> so happy. So, well, but I, I think I have the most respect for KYT. Because mainly because he's got to fucking put up with all of our shit every day. He doesn't ever say yeah. anything. How could he have respect for him? <laughs> John, maybe he's just mad because you're not the favorite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time, it's time to hang up on Sean. Since he no, 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 no. So, so Sean, so Sean, so yeah. tell the world a little bit about yourself and your magic career, real quick. You've got like two minutes. Go. Okay, uh, I live in Austin, Texas. I graduated from the University of Minnesota last year. Uh, and my magic career has been unspectacular but long. I started playing when I was, like, in the fifth grade, um, you know, like, with crawl worms. And, like, I thought Ancient, yeah. Silver- I thought Ancient Silverback could come back from the, gra- uh, the graveyard. So that was one of my favorite cards because Regenerate worked like that when you were eight. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it fucking did. So uh, I started playing Magic Online uh, when I moved down here. So I've been playing a little bit of standard, a little bit of block, drafting more. So I'm hoping to go to Dallas this weekend and maybe do well in the draft opens. Nice. So if you go down right. there, you've got to tell Sam Stodd that Scotty Mac wants to give him a really big hug, and you got to give him a really big hug. Can I you mean, do that for me. Yeah, I want to give him a really big hug. Nice. Yeah, I'm almost as gay for him as Taylor is from the bridge. Nice. <laughs> almost. Dude, you actually can't say gay on the show, bro. No, hey, no, 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 no. He's, not, he's co- not an AT member. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, that wasn't in the pejorative sense. That was in that he's homosexual sense. You Please have again. listened so, to the show since the beginning. Pejorative? Oh, my gosh. That word's insane. <laughs> Welcome to John Medina. He's Mexican. Whoop. <laughs> I'm going to say that at work tomorrow. I'm going to uh, say gay. I'm going to say gay. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's gay. And then I'm going to be like, whoa. What? I don't mean in the pejorative sense. Okay? Well, then you have to talk about a person who is a homosexual. That's right. Like, okay. if you're like, oh, God, this server speak really gay. Um, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty tenuous whether or not you can claim that it is, in fact, gay. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll be like, I was podcasting with my gay friend Jay Bush last night. There you go. And uh, and I don't mean that pejoratively. You're doing the exact opposite of being pejorative. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Wait, you're not gay? No. Uh, 
feel like it's time to have a serious talk on this podcast. <laughs> what's, your favorite, uh, what's your favorite AT moment? And you can't say John Medina trying to seduce us with his nipples. Because <laughs> that's, our, cause that's that our favorite. We own that. our favorite pejoratively game moment. <laughs> I think my favorite moment was... Uh, anything with like Gerard Fabiano because he fascinates me. Yeah, I have no idea what his deal is. <laughs> did you intend to scumbag KYT with that right now? <laughs> he did. He did for sure. Oh man, yo, he actually won a PTQ this past weekend. <laughs> what do you mean actually? You say that like you're surprised. G Fabs is oh, yeah. the king. No, I he was really bad at magic, but he's just a strange man. <laughs> <laughs> like he's applied for a ton of like reality shows and I never have known anybody that's done that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean probably the people who are on these reality yeah. shows have been trying. But I think he'd be great on it. I think he would like win the real world. You can't win those things, but he would be the winner. <laughs> but he would be the winner <laughs> of all the losers. He would be the guy that you would want to win. First loser. Yeah. That's awesome. Number one. If he was on The Bachelor, I would watch that. If anybody from the magic community is on The Bachelor, I will fucking watch it. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll enjoy. I'll watch it and enjoy it. Live tweet it. Blog about it. Well, do you guys remember that reality show where like they took like nerdy guys, hooked them up with hot girls, and then the girls had to sort of like reform? Oh, I saw, yeah. Beauty, yeah. Beauty, Beauty and the Geek. geek. Beauty yeah. And the geek. Oh I man, like, I was pretty into that show. Uh, wow. We should do that. I mean, that could be a thing. That's no. like We can get like people like I don't know, like Sam Black. No. Yeah, we want that guy. Like just like in the geek. I want Sam back. Basically to... a robot. <laughs> oh goodness. What's oh. that guy who always wears shorts? Uh Matt Nass. Oh he's Matt Nass. Yeah. Yeah, we could get Ochoa? Matt Nass there. <laughs> Mr. Khaki? Yeah. Matt Nass looks like the kind of guy that like rolls a twenty sided dice <laughs> on certain life decisions. <laughs> you know what I think? I think this Sean Sean guy is the new fourth member. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He, he can't be the proverbial for. Why didn't Why didn't you show up for tryouts there? <laughs> oh. I mean, the tables Jeez. have turned because now it's a white guy taking the job. Oh. oh <laughs> yeah, we, we had to. We had affirmative action hire him. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so so what what questions have you got for us? Like, what have you always wanted to ask the guys on the A team? Um, well, one thing I wanted to ask John was like, I know you have like a real job, and I know that you're also doing this legit MTG stuff, and like I can barely find time to like go to work and like play a draft on Moto without feeling like I'm doing nothing else with my life. Like, how do you find the time to do everything? <laughs> or do you just not sleep? It's hilarious because we actually just talked about this, <laughs> and I was actually telling these guys I don't even have a time to watch a movie because I'm doing legit MTG and I'm working this real job. Um, I'm like a systems engineer for this company, so um, I I'm at a desk all day. So uh, you so know, you and I tend to work like I do. Well, I do work. I do plenty of work, but uh, I am at a desk, so I have the opportunity, and I work throughout the day. So, like, even when I'm at home right now, like, when I get off the podcast, I'm going to jump on, I'm going to do some tickets, send a report to my bosses, because my boss is there in Switzerland, in France, so, like, when they come in in the morning, I'm not even there, you know? So, like, I usually send them, like, like daily or weekly reports about what's going on, so okay. I'll be doing that later. So, it's just kind of this, like, this, like, 
flow of just like constantly working pretty much. Yeah, and you put Scott to sleep, so congratulations. <laughs> what a what a jerk, man. <laughs> I think Scott was like abnormally aggressive toward me today already. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, because we were talking about decks earlier, and then he was like, "That deck sucks." Because it Nothing. did. He's like, <laughs> he's like, "Medina, your Bruce sucks." Let's move on, and I'm just like, yeah. "Whoa, okay, whoa, yeah." Dude. No, no. All well, I said, all well, I said, what was, was the it's... what was the brew? I like being judgmental. So okay, so <laughs> he was he was referring to a legacy brew that was basically all that was in trash, all in on Phyrexian Crusader, which as a card seems like it's okay in legacy right now. The justification for playing it was good. He had me on board, yeah. but then he's like, "But Infect is terrible." So I can't really play a bunch of infect guys. So you're kind of like all in on the one guy, and I'm just like, you lost. Well, you also got dark confidants. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. I don't want to talk about this again. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just have to listen to yeah. the show, Sean. I'm sorry. Just, just seems so, like yeah. a lot of work. See? I will, I will happily block it with my batter skull. Good. Right. Good. Dude, your batter skull's getting countered, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't, don't, don't feed the bear. <laughs> so, so anyways yeah that's what happens man I just work too much and I don't sleep very well so okay. Ho- hopefully someday that'll stop so what else uh, let's see well we could talk about draft because I've been drafting more than I kind of ever have in my life because uh, of Moto so, I, think, I think Jay would like that um, so all I've been doing is forcing green white like mm. to the to like hilarious extremes, and it doesn't matter. It's just, it just doesn't matter because people forget about it in the first pack, and people are afraid to take up like stuff like loyal Cathar because it's double white, and people on Moto are also terrible. So, <laughs> I've just been playing a lot of green white, and it's been doing really well for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that's really like earth shattering, but I think I'm like I'm way more committed to trying to go green white than I think the average person is. I think it might be earth shattering, but actually, I don't give a shit about drafts, so I have no idea what to talk. Like to me, like this is all like like Greek to me, or even Spanish, because I don't speak Spanish either. So it's just like, yeah, green white. Like I guess, like travel preparations is that still a thing? Like I don't know. Well, it's because everyone forgets about it, right? So mm-hmm. if you're able to pick up like travel preps late because you know pack two or three, because everyone's sleeping on green after pack one, then that's where yeah. you're in, right? Or like okay, I see uh, what's happening. You green white used to be good in the old in the in like Innistrad, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what you're saying is that with the new set, uh, people forgot about green white because they're all trying to build like you know freaking build yourself whatever decks. Yeah. And so you're just picking up the green white and being like, this is still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. I and like, <laughs> like I want to draft. I want an A4 on Wednesday, and I had three Elder of Laurels in my deck, and none of them are first picks. What's an Elder of Laurel? That's insane. It's an insane card. It's insane? <laughs> yeah. It and, is, yeah. And, it, like, and it works really well with a lot of the like Dark Ascension stuff. Like, gather of, gather the townsfolk into Elder of Laurels into Evasion Creature. is isn't even, like, all that Christmas landy when you have three of them in your deck. And so, like, that was really good for me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Jay, have you been drafting much? Uh, no, I've only drafted the set twice. Whoa, I was just maybe, about to maybe say that. Maybe three times, yeah. I've drafted it twice, and the, the card that I kept opening, uh, the first pack, my first rare has always been increasing savagery, and then I, I have to go into, like, green X, 
And yeah. I, I won my last draft, and I ended up, like, real-life draft, ended up winning a Liliana because of it, and just drafting Creason Savagery and got two Wild Hungers that people were saying were blowing them out of the water every time I cast them. <laughs> like, Yeah, that card's really good. <laughs> the one that destroyed John at uh, the pre-release, so... Um, <laughs> I thought I thought it's really good. I really love the card I enjoy the most in in green is really the two mana uh, one one that makes one green. But when he flips, he makes two green. Yeah, you, said, you tweeted that you love that guy. <laughs> People were kind of down on it at the beginning. I don't know. I just I guess they thought it was just like too low impact. But I've liked it a lot. I mean, I, like, there just aren't a lot of games where they don't have a two drop, and then you have five mana on turn three. So, yeah, yeah. That, and like, there's just not a lot of other ways to gain that kind of advantage in mm-hmm. this format. So, and I'm I'm like a big like fan of that whole like Zvi Mashwitz school where it's like get as much mana out as you can, and then you'll beat your opponent somehow. So, because <laughs> every card that you draw, you can just play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, just everything at turn early is and good. There's one card I always see like in the two drafts that I that I saw passed around was Predator Ooze. And I'm not even sure I think about this card just because that it's so bad. hard hard to cast. Like three green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's but like you think it's bad, Jay, but I, I don't like that card at all. It's indestructible at the very least. I think yeah, if you're like who cares? really heavy green, it's defend it's like defense defendable, but I mean I, you can just block it. It doesn't have trample, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then your dude dies, man. Doesn't it yeah. have death touch? Mm, no. No? I don't think so. I, I think it just has that, like... Maybe it does. No, it just... It death touch. No, just indestructible, and when it attacks, it gets plus one, plus one. When it gets... When it kills something, it gets plus one, plus one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, right. That card is way worse than I thought. I thought it had death touch, and when it kills something, it gets plus one, plus one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, mean, I, suppose the, I suppose the opposite question is, Geralt's Messenger is, like, way better, right? So, do you go to lengths to play that in a draft deck, or are you just like, it's triple black, I can't do it? Hmm. Does that, because, like, you're not going to, you're not going to, like, you know, do anything weird to try and play the thing, the, the thing that I find about the drafts is that all of this stuff is totally fine with the drafts messenger and stuff when uh, nobody is picking captains because everybody's a bad player. Oh, yeah, you just snap those things up. Like I, I've gotten, I've gotten lots of decks where like I just get second, third pick captains, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just gonna take yeah. these giraffes messengers that are going last. Yeah, really want to play them. But I have like three dire graph captains. Yeah, Finkler had three of those. You know what I mean? Like people, I don't know why people don't take the captains. Like I think they think that like if if they don't take or they think that if they take the captains. That the deck will be too hard to build or something, I guess. Like, I mean, those captains are already worth a dollar, anyways. Like, why not just take them? And the messengers too. Like, those things are going up in price. I would, yeah, take just it's to like, take well, them. look, I'm money drafting, but oh, look, I've got a good deck anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know why people are scared of the captains because the decks kind of build themselves. You know, like, yeah, like I think the worst captain is the in limited is the drug skull captain. Still really good, but it's still good. <laughs> still yeah. Fun. Especially, like, in multiples, it becomes insane, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Nice. All right, well, Sean, listen, we're about to move to shout-outs, so uh, why don't you give us a couple, and then uh, we'll let you go and move on to ours. 
Okay, uh, I've been instructed by my friend Jacob to shout out his Twitter account, which is Jake Bellerin. You guys have probably been tweeted by him. <laughs> um, We're just going to be Never there. heard of him. It's uh, gonna be like, which is Jake? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have a whole lot of shout-outs. Um, shout out to the Minneapolis people that are doing well. Um, like, I I went to school there, so like Kyle Stoll and Matthias Hunt, like seeing those guys do well. Like, I know how hard they work, and I know how good they are because I've seen it firsthand. So, also, I'm pretty sure that Kyle Stoll has the best EDH deck in the world. His, Whoa. Like, like in terms of, like, you you have a trouble beating this. Like, his Rafik of the many deck is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? Okay, maybe that's not exactly true, but it's one of the most insane magic-related things I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay. And is that, that it? Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's it. Cool. All right. Congratulations on winning episode 75 call-in super special. And uh, we'll see if we can't hook you up with some... A-team tokens for your trouble. Cool. Do I also win a Snapcaster Mage? <laughs> yeah, John Medina <laughs> provided foil Snapcaster Mage. I, in I'm Russia. sorry. That, that's whoop, only whoop. people who are following uh, Chris Massioli. Yeah. I do follow Chris Massioli. Yeah, well, you're, then you're, you're going to be entered. Did you retweet? Uh, no. I, oh. thought, I thought you were giving him the Snapcaster Mage, which seemed weird. But, no, no. Know. Everyone who retweeted that gets a chance to win it. I'm not going to give it to him. Well, I'm not going to dig around for the tweet, so... Yeah, I bet you will. I bet you, you will. Lose, you lose Lazy Sean. <laughs> that, that, you're a winner and a loser today. Yeah, but now that we know you you have podcasting prowess, yeah. maybe we'll be on again later. Who knows, man? Well, if you ever need, like, a word definition, John, I'm here for you. Yeah. Nice. Wait, what was that word again? It's not word Pejorative. Pejoratively? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that's... That's how yeah. you used it. Pejoratively. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Have a good one. Take it easy. All right. You too, Bye, guys. Sean. Bye. Cheers. Shout out to Pejorative. That was awesome. Yeah, wow. Okay. Man, we, we really hit the, the money with that one. Seriously, huh? <laughs> it was like a fucking gold. I mean, it never happened. It, was, it wasn't all bad, but it wasn't, but it was definitely better than a lot of the guests we've had. Dude, he wasn't a mouth breather. True. Yeah. He was sharp. It was good. He was a sharp kid. I, I actually, you know, and I have to tell you, I really appreciate the subtle trolls uh, that he was laying down on all the pros out there. It made me laugh a lot. So, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> so shout outs. Shout outs. Did you Jake. see Chris Lansdale? He tweeted right after that guy. <laughs> oh, man. He, he was, speaking, he was of, on the trigger. speaking of shout out to Chris Lansdale, it's been brought to my attention that for some reason people think I bully Chris Lansdale. And I don't mean to bully Chris Lansdale. So, sh- actual, real, not John Medina fake shout out to Chris Lansdale. Because you guys were doing fake shout outs before shut I was even on here. For the record, <laughs> when I first started that joke, because I always, this is why I'm the favorite of everybody. Because I start the jokes, and then you guys just perpetuate the jokes. That's what happens. You um, do nothing without the perpetuation. Pejoratively speaking. What I'm saying is that when I was first shouting out to Chris Lansdale, I was doing it as a serious shout-out to yeah, Chris Lansdale. It, it was actually me who went, what? And you guys just were jerks. And then, it, no, no, just like every time, oh, it's just Jay Bush, and he's an asshole, and oh, my God, he's a chauvinist Nazi sympathizer. Ma. So, yeah, so there's that. So, first of all, fuck you guys. I don't bully Chris Lansdale. Second of all, nut up. Third of all, 
Speaking of Chris Lansdale, somebody <laughs> just tweeted me something. And this, I don't condone this, but I have to, I'm just like the news. I just have to spread it around because I believe in public services. So Rockstar, who is a police officer, so he can't be condoning bullying either. Uh, motherfucking Jeff Woods. This guy, this guy loves me, by the way, and he is an awesome motherfucking dude. Uh, he's a really cool guy. Um, no, I'm not even. I'm not even doing a John Medina troll here. Like I'm serious. He. he why, wait, wait, Jeff, wait. Why am I? When I ask for deck, when I ask for deck lists and shit, he fucking he provides them, and he's he, they're good. It's fine. He's great. Anyways, he just tweeted. I had an epiphany. Lands Delicious is the Nickelback of the MTG podcast. Inexplicably and hugely popular. Yes, so easy to mock, but so true. Oh, it's hilarious! It's true. Everybody, like nobody admits, like everybody just makes fun of him, and you guys always just troll him and everything. But then he's everywhere, and everybody likes him. You, you guys made Chris Lansdale Nickelback, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I like Nickelback. I mean, not a whole lot, but I mean, like enough to take my wife to see them. Yeah, you fucking assholes. You did that. Well, I National genuinely Lansdale like Chris. <laughs> National Lansdale Day. I, I did not that. like I did not like Chris Lansdale at first. Um he kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know why. Um but he grew on me. He grew on me over time. Like and and I always listen to to Horror Notions now. I, I said this on last cast and he's like, Are you being sarcastic? I'm like, why would I say that sarcastically? <laughs> How is there any sarcasm in that? I always listen to his show. <laughs> also, also, did you guys hear about the fucking FNM story that he had? And like, for some reason, he thinks it's bad. I don't think it's bad. But he's like, <laughs> this is cold. He shows up and he's like, he's like, this guy's like pairings for round. Well, I don't know, whatever at his shitty FNM where only garbage heads play uh, is um, is up. And this guy like looks at the list and he's like Chris Lansdale. And then Chris is like, yeah, that's me. And then the guy's like. Wait, are you Chris Lansdale? <laughs> and then Chris is like, yep. Thinking he's like, he's getting all, I think the problem is that Chris got all mega starstruck bonered, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm Chris Lansdale, Horde of Notions, and uh, Judgecast or something, and some website that wrongly go back, Neil Hanu, um, does. And he's like, yeah, Chris Lansdale. And then this guy's like, wait, are you, are we playing? And Chris is like, yeah. And he's like, oh, are you, wait, are you, <laughs> from the A team, the guy that just gets shouted out on the A team all the time, <laughs> and Chris is just like, yes. Oh, man. Oh, as he reaches, as he reaches for the graph diggers cages out of oh, his sideboard, big time, big time. Oh my god, just crazy! And like, that, that's not even a joke to Chris Land. Like, I'm not making fun of him. I'm saying like, that is fucking crazy that that happened. That that actually happened yeah a, a similar yeah. thing happened to me when i was at uh gp pittsburgh i think it was pittsburgh um i was like doing my trades like wandering around you know and uh some guy comes up and he's like are you john medina and i'm like yeah yeah that's me what's up hey man can you sign this for me and he just like takes something out of his wallet like a dollar bill was it a I'm subpoena like, no no <laughs> and i'm like all right so i signed it. i'm like yeah thanks and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, man, uh, I, I love you on uh, on Crazy Talk, man. And he's like, yeah, and you know what? Fuck that Alex guy, man. He's a douchebag. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's awesome. I'm like, so, I'm like, I'm like, Alex is really not a douchebag, but you know, 
Um, it's cool. So so he leaves, right? So then, uh, like, an hour later or something, some other guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, are you Jonathan Medina from Pack to Power? I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, no. man, that's me. That's me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, can you sign this card? So he gives me this, like, basic forest or something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, man, I listen to Crazy Talk all the time. He's like, you're so awesome. He's like, dude, you know who's a douchebag? Alex. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God. I'm like, this is kind of strange. Like, two people don't like Alex? I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, oh, Alex is a cool guy. Like, blah, blah. So I sign the card. Like, give him, you know. So, like, um, later in the, when I finally meet with Alex, Alex is like, oh, my friends are coming over here. Um, we're going to have to wait for them, and then we can go, you know, or whatever. We're just walking. <laughs> and so both his friends come up. It was the two guys, and they're like, hey, Medina, you want to sign my dollar bill? You want to sign my forest? I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Blast. Wow. <laughs> well played. Yeah, well played, Alex. You got me good at that one. Checkmate. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a, little, he's a little bastard. All right. So was that a was that a shout out to Alex then? Oh, uh, shout out shout out to Alex Hain. Um, I did a, a legacy podcast. Hain this week. Hain brain. <laughs> I did a legacy podcast this week, and I didn't invite him on uh, because I wasn't sure that he was even playing legacy and testing. But I found out that he is going to GP Indie, and that uh, he would have been a great you know legacy mind to have on. So sorry you didn't get to join us uh, on the podcast, but. Uh, Look forward to seeing you in Indy. So shout out to Alex Hain. Uh Shout out to Sean who came on uh, and uh, it was a sharp guy and, and taught me the word. Uh, oh crap, <laughs> I forgot it. Anyways, I'll re-listen to the episode and then I'll know what it is. So uh, thanks for teaching me that word. <clears throat> and uh, shout out to shout out to Chris Lansdale for real, not a J-Boost troll shout out. <laughs> Fuck off! Fuck you! A real one. Joe Mama. And uh, and last shout out shout out to uh, Matt Winner. He's uh, he's my editor, uh, one of my editors, uh, and uh, he's been doing good work. So uh, thanks for for hanging in there and uh, kicking ass. Shout out to that guy. All right, I'm gonna go next. So uh, some of them I've already mentioned, but I want to officially uh, hit the shout-out run of them. So shout-out to uh, Marshall for his outstanding job uh, that he did last week at um, GP Seattle TAC. Um, so awesome to see one of us make it, you know? And it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, so good on you. Uh, all following in that vein, shout-out to Sam Stoddard. I'm really looking forward to seeing you behind the camera and telling Zach Hall that he's being stupid, Alec, Matt Cranstuber. So good on you, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, in addition to that, shout-out to the Beanie. Robert, uh, fantastic article, man. Really glad to see that you're you know, taking your ideas in that direction. And I think you mentioned that somebody gave you the idea to write the blog and I can't remember who it was but uh, awesome, 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 awesome good for you uh, shout out to the good folks at Bioware who are going to be robbing me of sleep for the next four weeks fuck you very much um, <laughs> and uh, shout out to my beautiful wife for not divorcing me between now and then Woo. and because it's International Women's Day shout out to women Yeah, yeah. and Alana most definitely is one she is that she is that. So yeah, so that's mine. All right. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, shouts to Sean. Really was surprised by uh, how well <laughs> he was able to gel with us. Uh, shoutouts to Alex Hain, Mark Son, Bryce Menard, 
and all my other friends who are going down to Indy. Hope you guys, uh, one of you win. <laughs> um, shout outs to Chris Lansdale and anybody who plays and, and, and like if they're paired against him, like, Ask him Please if ask really, if he's from the A team. Yeah, if he's really the Chris Lansdale. Extra shout outs to you guys to do that. <laughs> um, and I think that's it for me for this week. Well, shout outs to Marshall and the Beamy. I thought that uh, the Beamy did a great job with the article, and I think uh, Marshall also did an excellent job. You know, someone that I felt actually knew what he was talking about while commenting. So, and. I'm done. Okay. All right. Sweet. Final shout-outs. Yeah. Um, okay, so final shout-outs. Shout-outs to Chris Lansdale, uh, for real. Because, I, I mean, I think it's stupid that I have to caveat my shout-outs with a for real, but I do, apparently. So there's that. Um, shout-out to Jesse Smith. For uh, arguably getting the worst deck I've ever seen on Star City Games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trolling Jesse because that's all that guy does since he left the show is be a troll. And, uh, and, and uh, oh, shout out to any girl that plays Magic. Uh, I, you're the best ever. Um, shout out to Jeff Woods, motherfucking rock star. Um, shout out to Evil Beard because that guy's oh, yes. shit. He's going to Indy too. And I get to play um, Boom. Shout out to Cody Crossman, who, uh, who's, like, still funny and not... I mean, he's kind of a... He wears an indoor scarf now. I he just posted a comment that. on our last episode, and all it says is, fuck you guys. I don't know why he says that. He's such a... So cute. It's because it's, it's <laughs> we said... You don't know why? No. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah it's because you said Matt Mercier was way better than him. <laughs> Matt Mercy is way better than him. Um, so shout out to Cody. He also won the first satellite um, mocks, win a mocks tournament. So good for him. It was really cool. Uh, what else? He's going to be doing coverage for the CMT this weekend. Um, so that's interesting. It's written coverage, which is, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I thought he was going to be doing some, some GG's live shit, but he's not. No, no. Not yet. Can't but, afford uh, that. KYT's got no budget for that. I'm gonna ask him to give you a feature match, though. So, <laughs> feature match. Yeah, you guys want to see? You guys want to see the worst feature match of all time? You fucking you tune in to that. And, and I'll, I'm gonna tweet the shit out of it. And I'm gonna just. I can. I'm can't play magic. Just so you guys know, I actually just have somebody sitting here with me, telling me what to say. Uh, I actually don't play Magic, so there you go. Feature match that shit, bitches. Um, shout out to Nina, Cardboard Witch, for no reason at all. And she actually Peter. hasn't done fucking Santa anything. Maria. Um, shout out to my cute little baby kitten. Um, oh, and then I met two new guys that play Magic. They're pretty sweet dudes. They're both named Danny. They're both Asian. They both play Dota. <laughs> They're both kind of new at Magic. But they both think that they're really awesome at Magic, which is like in that perfect zone of Magic player because you can't uh, talk to them about anything. So that's like they're, but I mean, I, I'm just joking. They're actually really sweet, fun people, and they're part of like our new sort of ish playtest group. So that was that's fun. And uh, shout out to Simon Lee, sending you some smiles, big guy. <laughs> what? What? What's funny about what's what? What's what? 
Who's that? He's the guy that I told gets you that angry. Time. He's the angry guy. He's angry oh. dad. He's <laughs> angry guy. Yeah. Okay. The guy who gets pissed off when he curves out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, I have the god hand. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking god hand. Uh... <laughs> he, also, he also thought that the Conley Woods episode was really good, so I mean, like, he's not all bad, right? <laughs> He's actually not bad. I really like Simon. <laughs> I was actually that. really, I was actually really disappointed when I was new to the Magic game, and I thought Simon didn't like me. And now I know he doesn't, but I thought he didn't at the time. And I, <laughs> and I just want to be like Simon. He's so good at Magic. And he was like, "Fuck off." But now nah, he wouldn't say it though. It was worse, right? He would just tone it at you in his eyes. He was like, "Man, that Conley Woods episode was so good." Oh, ah, I, oh. I had nothing to do, and it was oh god. Man, it was so good listening to that. Oh, this is <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Damn the A-team. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. So anyway, those are my shout-outs. Those are my shout-outs. 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 So there you have it. There's episode 75, fuckers. In the books. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Good day. Bye, guys. Later, Landfill. Peace. Landfill.